Hey guys, this is Hard Time Sean Ben, and today we wanted to specifically target uh, our field crafting tools. So, something that I do with any axe that I purchase. Um, normally, when you purchase it from, you know, a Home Depot or a Lowe's or any of those just general retailers, your axe is going to be, you know, mass produced. So, there's a few things that you can do to. Uh, make it better suited for field work that you would you know, normally see, you know, 100 years ago, whatever, when guys actually use their tools every day. But when I first bought this Tomahawk, I have a CRKT Woods Shogun. When I bought it, it was covered in this, this lacquer, uh, this really slippery, really shiny, you know, material. And basically, that's you know, used by these big retailers to uh, make it prettier for the for the consumer. Makes it shiny, makes the wood look clean, makes it pop, but it's not really suited for field use. Reason being that it is really slippery in your hand. So if you're going to use it, your hand could slip. Uh, in my experience, I've found it makes it really easy to get blisters on your hands when using the tools. So the first thing that I did was using the sharpest knife I you know, had available, which was just a disposable razor. I went down the length of the handle and I stripped off uh, that entire lacquer and I basically stripped it until I couldn't see the shiny anymore. I did that all the way around the handle. I did that on the top and the bottom where all the nutrients that, you know, when you oil the handle will uh, be soaked into it. And I did that its entirety. Then I went over with sandpaper. I sanded the entire handle until uh, it was uniform. At that point, I wiped down the entire handle with a damp rag to get any residual uh, sawdust off of the handle. I allowed it to dry, and then I scorched the handle. So way back when, you could use this by, or you could do this by using coals or fire. Uh, you know, some guys use uh, hand liars, a bow lighter. I used a blowtorch just to go a little bit quicker, make sure that everything was uniform. Went over, and the idea behind scorching, uh, you know, your wood handles is it's kind of threefold. So, scorching it builds up a layer of carbon, and that layer of carbon makes your handle more resistant to to fire, makes it fire retardant, makes it resistant to insects and it makes it water repellent so after doing uniform uh, scorching over the entire handle i sanded it again i did it with i think uh, 120 grit then 150 grit until everything was smooth i didn't feel any uh didn't feel any snags in the wood or anything then i went over it again with a damp rag to get rid of any sawdust get rid of any carbon and then I oiled it. So I used boiled linseed oil, and this is basically a, a sealant on top of the on top of the carbon. Mm -hmm. And this dries incredibly fast. But something you need to look out for is if you utilize a rag to to oil your handle, uh, as the stuff dries, it gets it can get very hot. So that could be a fire hazard. After I completely, you know, scorched and cleaned and. Uh, sealed the handle at that point I just used a, a roll of Coban and I 
tightly wound where my hands are going to be most often where I'm going to have my most, uh, you know, my high handle, uh, places just to add as a little bit of extra friction, a little bit of extra, um, extra purchase on the handle. And then I focused on the head of the, the head of the Tomahawk. So when I first got the head of the Tomahawk, it comes with, uh, you know, a normal factory grind. So I actually went down with my whetstone and I essentially doubled the length of the cutting edge. And basically what this does, instead of having the plate tapered immediately, this lengthens out that cutting edge. So it makes it so that it can glide into the wood a little easier, maybe so it can cut in a little bit deeper. And also it, I don't really know how to explain this, but it makes it easier for me in the field to, uh, you know, re-hone, re-sharpen uh, the blade if I need to. I'm not fighting a factory, you know, a machined angle. I'm working, you know, with a muscle memory that I've already developed on this, you know, on this blade. I bet the thing goes through wood like a hot knife through butter. It's stupid. I love it so much. Can you shave with that thing? Actually, uh, no, not yet. I can almost give myself stitches though. We tried that the other day. Uh, just turned out to be Dermabond. <laughs> but, uh, uh, but after you get it nice and sharp, then I rail can everything. So I rail can this because it come on, it comes off with a really good finish from the factory, but it's, you know, metallic, you know, shiny yeah. silver, which doesn't really, you know, yield itself to what I'm trying to do here. So I painted the, you know, the entire head of the of, of the tomahawk and it's going to wear down eventually over right. time and i'll have to redo it but that's the nature and that's the purpose of tools they're not perfect yep. they require upkeep and they require your attention and i'm okay with that yeah and and the last thing i did was i you know i oiled the blade any any metal uh piece of equipment that you have needs to be oiled the oil is protecting the metal from water from air protects it against rust um, just it increases the the lifetime of your tool mm-hmm. and then I think I mentioned in our earlier fieldcraft episode but I um, I store the the tomahawk broken down just so I don't have the propensity to snag on anything or just easier to, to store and to you know use if needed if I'm going to use it, I'm going to be in a stag position for a while so I don't mind you know, doffing my, you know, doffing my equipment, then, you know, grabbing that and taking that out. Right. And that's kind of the same thing that I've done with my, uh, my ax is I've just, I haven't actually stripped down the handle yet, but after listening to you, after listening to you uh, talk about doing that and all the, the benefits of it, I'm definitely going to do that. And I really need to go back over the, the head of the ax. I really, I bought the thing stock from freaking tractor supply company. So I've done almost nothing to it except for, um, get a different head cover for it. That's about it, but yeah, I I store that thing in. Uh, I, it's basically strapped to the side of my my ruck. So I mean, mm-hmm. what am I going to use that? That's not something I need to get to right off the bat. So that's just a right. storage issue. But I haven't even solved what I'm going to do with it. Mine. Does make it less moving parts, right? Though. Right. You know, there, there's pros and cons to everything. So you know, the nature of my cat, I like to have everything you know a little more compact, a little mm-hmm. bit um, you know more streamlined. But it you know requires more time in order to get everything out, put everything together, you know, and do what you gotta do. So there's always trade-offs. Right. 
but the nice part about you know that tool you said you you know bought stock is it's never too late to work on your kit you can always be developing your kit you know something that i think the both of us bought i think it was like off amazon it's like 12 or 13 bucks it was just a a dual side whetstone yep. you know, had a course in a fine side yep. and you know that's something you'll never wear that down to nothing you know, you'll never use it enough so keeping that and then you know i have uh i have honing oil i'm sure you could use clp or other you know type of lubricant to <laughs> you know to insist in your endeavor but uh you know these are pieces of equipment that you can always be working on you always should be working on you know something that is real danger with using these tools is if you have a dull blade yes you know you you need to make sure that you're you know that all of your blades are sharp or you know you're you're just begging for an injury right you're begging for it to catch and you know you're gonna overcompensate and you're not gonna have a great day i mean plus like if you're swinging at some wood with a dull axe it's gonna take you a lot longer to accomplish whatever mm-hmm. you're trying to do be it to fell a tree to chop it up into firewood you know create mm-hmm. shelter whatever and time is money time is life like the less time that you spend making shelter, building a fire is more time you can be spending doing other things, gathering food, building that fire, whatever time. the three currencies, time, calories, and water. If you don't, you know, if you can make your job easier so you don't have to expend as much time or calories and, you know, naturally water, then, you know, that's, that's kind of important oh, to do. Oh, it's 100% important to do. And then the other two tools that you know I really you know, I'm gonna really touch on are my e-tool and uh, my folding saw. Mm-hmm. So as far as the e-tool goes, um, you know I haven't found a good you know replacement for that yet. So I'm working with what I've got. But if anyone you know remembers using an e-tool or has ever used an e-tool, you know that the handle is garbage. Oh, God. So something I did to kind of you know work on not getting as many blisters while I'm using that is I just covered all of my you know, actual grabbing, uh, points with Coban, uh, just because it's, uh, a, a, a cheap, uh, fabric type, you know, uh, wrapping that is adhesive to itself. So it's not going to come undone. You know, you don't have to tie it. It's just, it's going to be there and it's cheap. You can go to Walmart, HEB, you know, shop you go to, and it'll be there. So you can, re- and that's another thing we would try to touch on is you can repurpose a lot of stuff that you already have. Yep. Or that, you, that you can scavenge or find, right? Uh, but all of my grabbing angles, I you know covered with Coban, and then I you know oil problem areas. So all the threads, just to just to help in some way. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do. That's the great thing about a lot of the uh, the fieldcraft that we do. Also, is just it's repurposing, it's adaptation to whatever limitations you have. Making something work for you, making something suit the purpose that you're going for is is the great thing about what we do. Well, and you know what? It actually makes me think of our first episode. One of your talking points was uh, you want to talk about how you know, vets, guys that are just getting out, can repurpose their right. kit, right? Can reuse all their mm-hmm. stuff. So I got a lot of my equipment from surplus stores. Yeah. You know? If you you know actually go in the field and actually use this stuff, you'll figure out what you need and what you're lacking, and you, know, you have a better idea of you know what you can use instead of 
you know, getting issued a, you know, a couple of ruckfuls of stuff and not using half of it. 90% of the stuff that we use now is stuff that we were never allowed to use while we were in. Boonie caps, yeah. just for like a quick example, we were never allowed to wear those things ever, even while deployed. Not even once. I was so sad. Well, you know what makes me think of too? You were talking about field craft, right? Yeah. When's name one time you were allowed to have a fire? Uh, never. If it wasn't the CO's jet boil. Not never. once. Not a lot of the stuff you know, transferred. Right. But the last thing I had was um, just a, a folding saw. So a lot of these you know, saws that you can pick up from, you know, like the forest service user, uh, lumberjacks use logging, uh, they're high contrast colors, the handles. Uh, so like neon orange, neon green, just so that if guys drop them in the field, you know, while they're in use, they can retrieve them, uh, you know, instead of having, you know, folding saws laying around in the forest. So something I do is just, you know, do a quick rail can job, just cut off that, you know, high contrast reflective color. And then, as far as the saw blade goes itself, I have a little file that I keep at home so that when I come back from the field, I can rehone the uh, you know the actual saw blade as needed. Yeah, and those those types of saws are great too, um, especially if you want to be able to find something or be seen. If you're in a situation where you don't, I like you do. I wholly recommend that you paint those things, or at the very least, cover them. Mm-hmm. Wrap them in tape, paint them, spray paint them, whatever. Do not something. Just leave them. Yeah, we're talking bright about bright orange. Yeah, and you know, it doesn't even have to be while you're in use. Yeah, right. So, you know, if you have something strapped to the side of your you know, of your ruck or your vest or whatever, if you have a high contrast color, or if you have you know metal that hasn't been painted over, you know, light can travel an incredible distance. <laughs> So the glint off of, you know, an axe head, if it's poking out from the side of a pouch or the side of your kit, you know, that is so easy to, to catch, right? So we're just trying to negate anything like that. That'll give you away before, you know, before you're even able to react. Right. I mean, that's all we had for you guys. So, you know, this is a short episode, but we're getting more into field craft now and we want to uh, kind of give our two cents on you know, what we, what we do to prepare for the field with all of our equipment this has been hard times strong men like subscribe share with your friends bye everybody